Did you ever notice how some people just seem to kind of live in a zone that nothing really bothers them? They live in a place that no matter what bad things come their way, they're cool with that. No matter how great the job market is or how bad it is, they're cool with that too. No big deal. No matter how the relationships are going or or not, or no, no matter how the finances are, no matter what's messed up at the house, no matter how many kids are yelling, everything's okay. And they just let life just bounce off and they continue to move on with this optimism that says, I can do it. We can get through this. It's no big deal. Life's about more than this one little episode that's going on right now. Life's much bigger. People like that live in the zone. That's what this whole next series is titled, In the Zone. But then there's another kind of person that lives outside the zone. They're zoned out. They're the people that everything that comes their way, it's like, oh, no. And, and they just worry and, and fret about things. And, and stuff just bothers them and stuff just gets to them. And, and they begin to live the kind of existence that God doesn't want people to live outside of the zone. A zoned out existence. God wants us to live in the blessed place, in the place called the zone, in the place where he wants us. And today when I describe both areas, you know where you are. You know if you're this kind of person that stands in the zone, and you know if you're the kind of person that's outside the zone. You know how life is affecting you right now. You know how relationships are affecting you. You know how your finances are affecting you. But God does not want us to live a zoned-out existence. So for the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking about what it means to live in the zone, what you have to do to get in the zone, what you have to do to stay in the zone, and how to live daily in the sweet spot of God's blessing. Because we can all be there. We can all get there. You may not know it, but God wants you to live there. God wants you to spend time there. God wants you to be there every day. God wants to bless you. He wants to give you blessing. He wants to see you in a place where the little things in life don't get you all messed up and out of whack. God doesn't want to see us living outside the zone. He wants to see us in the zone of his blessing. God wants to give us blessings so we can be a blessing to other people. That's why we played that that cute little video at the beginning because some of you, when it comes to areas of service, areas of sharing your gifts, you need to get in the zone. You need to stop doing whatever you're doing that keeps you outside the zone and get in the zone. For some of you, that's service. For some, it's other gifts that you have that you need to get in the zone with. Today, when I go through this, in this whole series, you're going to be thinking one of three things. You're going to be thinking, yep, he's right. I need to stop being a spectator, and I need to get in the zone, and I need to start being a participator. I need to get in on what God is doing. I need to get in what my church family is doing. I need to get in on it and be a participator. I need to get in the zone. Thank you for that message. Great, great series. I'm in. Other people are going to say, I'm in. I'm already in the zone, so I'm going to like take a nap for the next four or five weeks, so I don't really need to listen. And then other people are going to say, no thanks. I don't want to be there. I don't want to get there. 
Because I kind of like my life the way it is. I get to complain. I get to be sad all the time. So I'm just going to stay right here and take care of me and not anybody else. God wants every person to live right here in the zone of his blessing. God blesses us tangibly. God blesses us intangibly. He blesses us with abilities, the ability to do things. He blesses us with resources, financial resources, material possessions. And God says, take what I've blessed you with and bless other people with that. If you know God personally, you know that you should reflect what God is all about. You know, God's nature, God's essence is generosity. He thought it up. He thought up giving. He thought up sacrifice. So the very essence of God is generosity, and he wants people who follow him to reflect generosity. In John 3, verse 16, if you've ever been to a football game in the end zone, there's always a sign hanging. It's got this verse on it. Everybody should know this one. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. It says that God gave God's very nature is that of a giver. And the people who God gives to is us. And God wants us to reflect that to other people. Romans 8, beginning at verse 31. If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Verse 32 says, Since God did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't God, who gave us Christ, also give us everything else. It says that God gives us everything that we need. His very nature is that of a giver. God is for you. God is for me. God is in your corner. God is rooting for you. All of your lives, all of my life, we've probably heard you need to believe in God. You need to believe in Christ. You need to believe in this. You need to believe in that. And that's true. You do need to believe in God. But have you ever thought that God believes in you? He believes in you as a person. He believes in what you can accomplish. He believes in the life that you should be living. He believes in you. God's the coach in your corner. He's the guy down by the ring saying, go, do it. Live in the zone. Enjoy life. God wants us to bless other people with our gifts, and he believes that we can do it. He equips us to do it. God equips us and gives us everything we need to live inside the zone. God wants us to live life to the full. Every now and then I say, memorize this verse. This is one I would write down on a note card, put on my dashboard, on the mirror, whatever. It's John 10, verse 10. And it's Jesus telling people why he came. And he said, I've come that they might live life to the full. He came, he taught, he lived, he died so we can have a complete life, a full life. And I know some people think, well, I don't, I don't have a full life. I don't like my life. It's not full. Woe is me. Nothing ever goes right in my life. It's just not going right. I I just don't have the right kind of relationships. I don't even have a relationship. I don't have enough money. I don't have the house I want. I don't have the car I want. I don't have the man or the woman I want. And my kids, don't even go there. Just 
Woe is me. You can't live life to the full if you're living outside the zone. Maybe life doesn't feel full to you because you're not in the zone, because you don't have your finances in the zone. You don't have your relationships in the zone. You don't have your desires in the zone. You don't have your possessions in proper perspective. Maybe that's why life is not full for you. God gives us everything we need. He's generous, and because of that, we should in turn bless other people with what he's given us. When I understand that everything I have comes from God, everything, it all comes from him, my gifts, my abilities, my money, material possessions, everything comes from God. He gives that to us great and he gives it to us small. Whatever we have, it all comes from God. And whatever that is, he wants us to reflect that into the lives of other people, into the world. That's what it means to live in the zone, to reflect God's blessing into the world. In the Old Testament, thousands of years ago, in the book of Genesis, there's a man by the name of Abraham. And Abraham knew what it was like to live in the zone. He knew what it was like to receive a blessing, and he knew what it was like to share that blessing with the world. In Genesis chapter 12, it says this, I will make into you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all the people on earth will be blessed through you. How can the whole earth be blessed through one ordinary man that lived thousands of years ago? Because God told Abraham, I'm going to bless the whole earth through you. So how are we blessed because of Abraham? We're blessed because of Abraham because Abraham received that blessing from God. He began to act on that and share that with the world and the nation of Israel was born. So the blessing went from Abraham. The nation of Israel was born through Abraham. Through the nation of Israel, Jesus Christ was born. And through Jesus Christ, we can be born into the family of God. You see how that works? Abraham was blessed by God, the nation of Israel, Jesus Christ, and now us. He was living in the zone. He was living in the sweet spot of God's blessings. There's two ways we can be blessed. Just two ways. We can be blessed intangibly, which means which is more the the blessing we think about sometimes is, well, I I can be blessed with peace. I can be blessed with contentment. I can be blessed with patience. God can bless you with those things. But there's also another blessing, the tangible blessings. God can bless us tangibly with money, with possessions, with material things. And it doesn't matter what all those crazy guys on TV say, you know, give this and you'll get all this money. Forget all that. God still wants to bless you. Don't ignore that God blesses you tangibly just because some people take it completely out of context, out of control, and and do something ungodly with it. But God wants to bless you in an intangible and a tangible way. Both are blessings. If you've ever been blessed in a tangible way, you, you know how it feels. 
in my life when I decided that ministry was what I was going to do. I served a couple years at the school where Sin and I met, went to college, and then we decided to pack up through not God speaking audibly to us, but very close and make a move way down south, south of Mississippi, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So we moved down there and I had this goal and it was a sacrifice to move there because we went from a two income family to a one income family. And that put a big tightness on the finances. And I met a man who I began to share some of my goals with. And one of those goals was to complete a master's degree. But the problem was money. I didn't have enough money to do it because it costs money to get your master's degree. And I really wanted to do it. And I met this guy and I began to talk about it. And before I knew it, he just came into me and said, I want to pay for all of it. You go ahead, tell me what it costs. I'll write the check. And a man who lives still today in Baton Rouge, Louisiana named Ray Morris wrote me a check every time I took a class and said here and blessed me because he was blessed by God financially and he shared that with me just because he was living in the zone. And if you've been on either side of that kind of a blessing, you know exactly how it feels. It's the difference between ownership and management. You know, if you read the story of Abraham and read about his life, you see that he had a whole bunch of stuff. He had a whole bunch of possessions, but he understood that it really wasn't his stuff, that it was God's stuff. He was a manager of God's stuff. He was a giver. And to be a giver, you have to be in the zone. Not just a, not just a financial giver, but a giver of talent, a giver of abilities, a giver of your time. Because by nature, we are all takers. Every one of us by our nature. About 10 plus years ago, little babies started showing up at my house. And they are takers. Man, aren't they? They take and they take and they want you to feed them and they want you to change their diaper. They take, they take. That's our nature is to take. And some of them, teenagers still taking, college students still taking. Our nature is to take, but God wants to take that nature out of us, help us to get in the zone where we become givers and we outgrow our take, take, take nature. Unfortunately, some people never outgrow it. We're takers by nature. God is generous by nature. And God gave his son, Jesus Christ, for you and me so we can be blessed And then we can, in turn, bless other people. Kind of like this. God wants us to live right here in the zone. And when we live right here in the zone, God is the blessor. God wants to bless us. God wants to bless our lives. God wants us to be in the zone where he can start to bless us. He can be the blessor. There's not blessing out here. The blessings from God, where Abraham was, where the guy that wrote me the check was, was right here. He was in the zone. And in the zone is where God is the blessor. And we are the blessed. So God is the blessor. We're the blessed. And then what God asks us to do is become a blessing to other people, to the world around us. 
God says, I'm going to bless you, and I want you to take that blessing, and I want you to give that to the world. Now, how do we move from being blessed to a blessing? Well, what we do is we receive God's blessing, and then we reflect God's blessings. That's how it works. We receive it, and we reflect it. When our children were born, they received our genes, our DNA, right? And some of your kids look just like you, don't they? And some of your kids act just like you. God's DNA is that of a giver. His DNA, his genes are giving genes. It's giving DNA. And he wants to insert that into our life. We receive it. And then God says, reflect it. And when you truly live in the zone, just like your kids can't help but look and act like you, then we can't help but reflect the blessings that God has given us. Remember, we're managers, we're not owners. But some of you in this room live outside the zone. In fact, way more than half of you live outside the zone. You do. You live, you live in this land out here called, this is the land of Ing. The land of Ing out here outside the zone, outside of God's blessings. The land of Ing. That's where some people live. And you need to move from the land of Ing to another land. What's the land of Ing? land of Ing is earning, buying, shopping. People in the land of Ing are into this. Oh, owning. That's a big one. Into owning not managing, but owning. People live out here think, my stuff is my stuff. Everything I have is my stuff. That's how people act that live in the land of Ing. But if you live out here and you want to get in the zone, you got to move from the land of Ing to the land of Ur. When you understand how much blessing you have in God, and you receive it, and then you begin to reflect it, you move to the land of Ur. Now, what's the land of Ur? That's when you become a blesser, a serve-er, a give-er. So moving from the land of Ing to the land of Ur. But there's still people that would say, I've done that. I just don't feel blessed. I just don't feel it. That's because you haven't made the connection between Getting out of the land of Ing, getting into the land of Ur. Being out of the zone is when you feel like your stuff is your stuff. It's me and them. It's, it's us and they. That's in the land of Ing. Owning, shopping, buying, earning, purchasing. That's what it's like to live out here. And God says, I want to move you into the land of Ur. People that live in the land of Ur know that their blessings they receive are meant to be a blessing to other people. And they give and they serve. And you might be thinking, oh, he's talking about money. I get that. He said the end of the message, it's about money. He's talking about us moving in here so we can give more money. Well, for some of you, yes, just take it like that. That's exactly what I'm talking about. But that's not the reason that I want to help people understand that everybody needs to move from the land of Ing into the land of Ur. I know somebody that lives in the land of Ur, that lives in the zone, 
that lives in the sweet spot of God's blessing, and they are struggling financially. They're having difficulty with paying bills, with the car, with everything, but yet they live in the zone because they know in spite of all that, they're still blessed, and they still sign their name on a card and say, I need to be a server. I need to be a blesser. I need to be a giver of my gifts, talents, and abilities that came from God. I need to give those to other people. About three years ago, I made a decision that church planting was something I wanted to be involved in, that one way or another I was going to do it. And it turns out the only way I could do that was to not have a salary. So my wife and I prayed and prayed, and we said, we're going to do it. And person after person, friend after friend, who knew what I was doing, began to become a blessing in my life. To say, how long you got to get through? A year. Oh, here's some money. And people signed up and said, I'm going to share some of my things I've been blessed with. I'm going to become a blessing to you. I'm going to reflect what God's done for me and put it into your life. And there wasn't one bill that went unpaid. There wasn't one moment of, oh no, we're in big financial trouble because people who lived in the zone, who understood what it was like to bless other people became a blessing in my life. In Matthew 25, Jesus tells a story about some managers. It's a story about this business manager that went to some guys and gave them some talent, some money. One, 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 two, one, five. And the guys with two and five, they doubled theirs while he was gone. Two turned to four, five turned to 10, doubled them. But the other guy didn't do anything with it. He just buried it in the ground, left it alone. So the manager, the guy that owned it all, got rid of the one for not using his talent to produce more. And then Jesus said this, unless you're faithful in small matters, you won't be faithful in large ones. Unless you're faithful with a little bit of money, you'll never be faithful with a lot. Unless you're faithful in smaller relationships, I'm never going to grant you the big relationship. Unless you're faithful in your relationship with me, God says, and you invest in that, if you don't invest in that, then other relationships in your life, they're not going to work. They're not going to be in the zone. Unless you're faithful with small things, you won't be faithful with large ones. So what God is saying is get right with me, get in the zone first, or it's not going to work out. If you wonder why things don't work out relationally, Maybe that's because you're still saying, oh, it's me, it's me. I need a relationship. I need this. I, and it, you're still out here in the land of Ing instead of saying, how can I get in the zone and be a blessing to people around me? How can I move from my nature of being a taker to move here where I'm a giver? How can I start being blessed to bless How can I do that? The first big step is moving from ownership to management. When God created the Garden of Eden, when God gave it all over to Adam and Eve, he didn't say, this is yours. This is all yours. I'll I'll be around if you need me. This is all yours. He said, take care of it for me. He created them to be managers of his stuff. And that's the same thing he does to us. Everything you have, 
everything you have, God says, you know, yeah, you need a car today. Yeah, you need a house. Yeah, you know, you, I've, I've got this family I need you to take care of. And God says, manage the things I give you. That's what living in the zone is all about. It's not just about money. It's not just about writing a check. It's not just about going and helping out. It's living continually in the sweet spot of God's blessing. A minute ago, I said that way over half of you live out here. In fact, somewhere between 75 and 80% of you live out here and not in here. So that means only 20 or 25% of the people in this room live in the zone, in the land of Ur. You know where you are. I don't know where you are individually, but you do. Next message in this series, I'll talk about what those numbers mean. Reflect God's blessings to the world.